Hello everybody, welcome to the On The Line Tennis Podcast, episode 26. It's me, Jack, and my co-host. Gavin, yes, hello. Gavin's, hello. Gavin's knackered. Yeah, uh, that's why I can only muster hello at the start there. Um, <laughs> I think uh, probably Costa should give me sort of a sponsorship with coffee, because the amount I've drank over the past few days has been concerning. Oh God, you might need to take notes from Berrettini. Berrettini's the first person that comes up actually, um, thanked his Imodium tablets and the camera lens after the, the, the match. The camera lens <laughs> signature I think I've ever seen. That. Yeah, you might need to do the same, Gav, if you keep drinking that much coffee. Yeah. <laughs> Today we're going to be talking about all the first rounds of the Australian Open, I think all, well, We'll try and go, we'll, we'll cover all the interesting ones of the 64 first rounds that were played and we're just going to dive in. First thing we're going to talk about, Gav, yeah, is, is some of the funnier moments that have happened already. That Berrettini one was brilliant. I mean, that, fantastic. Absolutely um, fantastic. But he was, he was sick during his match, which is why he needed to, to thank his Imodium tablets and the camera lens after he beat Brandon Nakashima. Mm-hmm. Question marks over his next match, maybe? We'll see. It depends whether or not he's still got diarrhea. I think Modem's pretty effective <laughs> in personal experience. It generally works quite well. I don't think he'll pull out of a major because of um, that. But, yeah. yeah. No, you're probably right, actually. You are probably right. I, mean, that's, I think the fact that he came through the match was quite telling, I think. You know, if he's yeah, he was a tough it, opponent as well. It was not as yeah, he exactly. was a crap player. He's been like a really tough first round. And um, yeah, you know, good character, I guess, to show that he could get through that. Um, you know, navigate it well. He didn't really complain that much, even when he was sick. He didn't look like he wasn't more. I know, yeah, yeah. He was just, it was like the most chilled out, unwell person I think I've seen. You know, he was just really, I don't know, he was seemed pretty relaxed, even though he was throwing his guts up. A second one I wanted to talk about, did you see any of Kyrgios Brody today? I did, yeah, the under, well, the underarm serve between the legs. Um, to be honest, I felt a wee bit for Brody because he was clearly like a rabbit in the headlights a wee bit out there, wasn't he? I mean, he was, I thought he was enjoying himself. I don't know. He, he, I don't know he was like, okay. I read his press conference afterwards and he said he didn't enjoy it. Like, right. He really didn't enjoy it. Um, yeah, fair enough, fair enough. I think just put on a brave smile a lot of the time. Yeah, I think so. I mean, the crowd were giving him pelters, I think, in terms of the, you know, sledging him and stuff. Um, mm-hmm. But no, I, I thought Kyrgios played pretty well. I mean, it was kind of no frills tennis. I know there was a couple of big moments in it, but if you look at the scoreline, 4-4-4, four, four and four, wasn't it? So it's kind of like, I don't know, I yeah. thought he was holding back maybe a wee bit in the first set. I think he was pretty content with the one break and he was just sort of get, playing his way into the tournament. Uh, that was my impression. Yeah, yeah. But yeah, good performance from him. And um, he seems to be more, he seems to be a wee bit much more mature in court, doesn't he? I mean, he seems to well, be a wee, bit more fo- yeah. a wee bit more focused. In terms of like the rallies, like he's not shouting and balling. He wasn't shouting and balling that much. Yeah, and I mean, he, he was swearing in front of Jim Courier and stuff. Jim quite enjoyed that, actually. He might have, yeah. And Liam Brody joined in. He did the, I don't know if you saw the triple. Oh, no, that was him. Sorry. Yeah, so he, Brody did the fake underarm serve himself. And yep. uh, Kyrgios got Brody with a triple fake underarm serve. Mm-hmm. I think Brody managed to win the point. But Jesus, it was out of control. It was good fun, to be honest. Mm-hmm. I, I, I mean, yeah, it was pretty mental, but I liked it. Yeah. I don't know if you also saw on, on a similar note, obviously the crowd had been pretty mental the whole week or the whole few days. Um, did you see Rinderknecht? celebration after beating Alexei Popprin. So the the crowd were going pretty... Again, this could be the the Swee thing. We won't get into that at the moment, but might not have been booze. We don't know. Either way, Rinderknecht definitely thought it was booze. And after beating Popprin, he went absolutely mental in front of the crowd. He was like rubbing it in their face to no end, honestly. He was like doing the... (laughs) (laughs) If they weren't booing before, they were booing after that. Like proper Medvedev vibes. And um, last thing I wanted to say was uh, Medvedev was asked who he thought was going to win the tournament. He said, 
normally I choose the highest ranked player. <laughs> so this time I'll go for Rafa because he's won 20 Grand Slams. And I laughed a lot at his own joke. Very endearing guy. I really, <laughs> I really like him. <laughs> he is funny. Um, yeah, he, str- he struggled a bit with the Laxon and Slice, actually, and the big forehand combo. I think the Laxon was quite quite good at that, keeping him at bay in the third set, but mm-hmm. nowhere near enough uh, to threaten him with a defeat, definitely. Yeah. Next thing I wanted to talk about, Gav, was best tactics from the first round. Mm-hmm. Just a few to glance over. First thing I wanted to talk about was Corda's upset, in inverted commas, of Cam Norrie. Mm-hmm. I think we both saw that coming, though, didn't we? Yeah, we did. That's what that's what I mean. I, I didn't think it was much of an upset to call, to be honest. Um, certainly the way Corda was serving and both wings looking super solid. The serve in particular, though, Cam not able to do much with his serve on a hard court, mm-hmm. just given the pace of it. He needs a better flat serve if he's ever going to be impactful on, on yeah, a hard I mean, court. Even though he places the serve well, I think that is, that is a big issue. I don't think it's got enough pace in it really to be consistent sometimes and um, I think yeah you're right I think he does need to vary it up a wee bit especially in the first serve certainly to get him up in the point on a hard court whereas mm. on a natural surface you know that slider does give you a bit more of an advantage or on a slower surface there was no way to win a cheap point mm. and Corda had that option in spades basically really really good at hitting that T-serve for example last year this is the sort of improvement Corda's made last year Corda won 72% of his first serve points down the T against Cam. 80%. So, yeah. okay, it's one match, a bit of a, you know, micro-analysis, but still, it, it gives you an idea. Certainly when you watch him, he looks almost impossible to, to win the point when he when he nails that serve. It's really, yeah. really difficult. Yeah, well, it shows that he knows where, where he needs to make improvements and, you know, he's, he's done that accordingly. Okay, you're right, it's only one match, but, you know, it's, you know, heading in the right direction. Um, yeah. Definitely. Definitely. And one other thing that really impressed me about Corda's game He's got a bit of finesse in some of his ground strokes. Not not the drop shots so, so much, but he's really good at getting that hooked forehand out wide, which is amazing mm. against Cam. Obviously, if you get him really far off court with that flat backhand, points basically over. Yeah, it's just it's just very difficult to do. And Corda did it more than five or six times. He, he, you know, he kept doing it, and he, it worked really well against him. He did. Yeah, uh, yeah. And he did uh, the, scissor, the scissor kick celebration when he yes, won. Yes, yeah, yeah. yeah. Amazing callback. I really liked Amazing that. Amazing callback. Yeah. yeah. Not that I saw any of Peter Corder's matches. Obviously, I'm guessing you didn't either, Gav. At the age of six or seven, you, or whatever. YouTube, YouTube's a wonderful. Thing. Yes, yeah. exactly. Yeah, yeah. Likewise, likewise. Uh, second one I wanted to talk about was Maria versus Sakari. <laughs> yeah, I've seen that joke, and uh, yeah, it, it did make me chuckle. I got to admit, um, <laughs> it's funny. Very, it's very good, good graphics. Sp- it's a good joke. This is a really interesting one. Maria, oh, this is going to be difficult, so I'll, I'll always refer to them by their surname. Yep. Maria is a really interesting player. Not the kind of player that's going to win tons of matches in the tour, to be honest, but every so often she could definitely chuck in an upset just because of her unorthodox game. Sakari really struggled with it, you know, to get a rhythm against basically primarily slices on her one-handed backhand, mm-hmm. on uh, Maria's one-handed backhand, sorry. It's not even an aggressive slice. I don't know if you've watched it. It's literally just like a floaty, horrible rhythm yeah, killer like, that's really difficult to deal with. Yeah, sort of floats up, nice height to it. But yeah. Yeah, exactly. But I mean, if you're not up for it on the day, you know, it's basically what what I call crappy kids. I don't know what, what, what the it's like general push, term it's like for club it. Tennis push, isn't it? It's the club. Yes, team. the pusher, exactly. The pusher. Yeah, yeah. But, you know, testament to her. To be fair, like she won a lot of exchanges and her, her forehand is actually really good. So it was kind of difficult for Sakari to counter. She didn't really have anywhere 
to hide on the court, you know, where mm. she felt comfortable. Yeah. A lot of the time, she was losing rallies that she should ordinarily have. Yeah, have I think won things recently. like that, like they never beat themselves. You know, you've always got to work for the win. You know, they're not going to just make tons of unforced errors. They might not have the power, but then you've got to do the work. You know, you've got to control the tempo of the match. You've got to control the sort of where you're going to place the ball. It's, it's, it does require you to think a wee bit more. So. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Uh, uh, some chipping charges and stuff as well. Mm-hmm. Zachary getting drawn forward at times. Good one for Zachary to come through, but yeah. At the same time, going forward, I don't think this will do her much good because the chances of her being settled in the tournament now are pretty unlikely. Yeah, yeah, it doesn't feel like she's hit a ball properly, basically, in the entirety of the match. So, Still, yeah, good win. It was still a good win. Obviously, a lot of pressure on her as the first uh, person out to to win her match. So, Hmm. Next one I want to talk about very quickly is Barty's demolition of Serenko. Not loads to talk about in terms of, of tactics, but I just thought some of it was, was quite interesting because Serenko is actually quite a, a an accomplished player. It's not as if like she had no experience you know, of, of playing in these big arenas. Like I, I'm not surprised when sometimes you see qualifiers come out and then they sort of get overawed by the occasion, but I don't think it was that. I think Barty just was like really sharp and ball one to book yeah. the final ball. I mean, it's just Ash Barty, isn't it? I mean, I, I pretty much mm-hmm. up. I mean, just Ash Barty. Definitely, yeah, yeah. yeah. I, I, a few things though. So Serenka actually bageled a few of her qualifiers, uh, qualifying opponents. Um, so, so obviously she came into the, the the tournament very warmed up, very solid from the back of the court. Just Barty was amazing at taking advantage of her of her serves, yeah. which were, were were trash, quite frankly. And if other players can't take advantage of that, it kind of gives you an idea of higher ranked players and lower ranked players sometimes have quite similar ground stroke serves. Mm-hmm returns a lot of the time are where the big difference is made yeah. and Barty's returns are were so much better obviously than a lot of the qualifiers who yeah. were getting bagels basically yeah. I mean they were bloody 86 mil an hour first serve on average that's bad I mean, for, that's, for the ladies yeah that's really not good yeah for professional level yeah Barty was 106 miles an hour so it gives, yeah. it gives you an idea next one next category I want to talk about Gav yep biggest fluffs so players who came nowhere near beating their opponent when they maybe should have. So you're talking about favourites, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Well, yeah. I mean, I'm just going to throw one from today to go and bear. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, okay. My yeah, God. yeah. I woke up to that this morning. I'm just thinking, no offence to the Gasquet fans out there, but Gasquet against Umber, really? I mean, it's a bad defeat, that. Especially when you think of Umber beating Medvedev at the ATP Cup and you think, really good momentum. You know, he's not done it at the Slams. We've talked about that before. You know, he struggled at the Slams. I think since making the fourth round of Wimbledon against Djokovic in 2019, I don't think he's done that well at any of the Grand Slams. And um, that, that, yeah. that's a bit of a howler, I think. No offence. Yeah, to no, that, that, this was a good opportunity to at least make a third round. You're quite right. Yeah. So, yeah, I know what you first mean. Set as well. I mean, it's not as if he was like put under the pump early on. I mean, he got the first set. You'd expect someone with Umber's weapons and the firepower to outdo Gaskin in a hard court. But mm-hmm. I, did, I, I did look up his stats the other day. He's actually a very bad returner statistically mm. in terms of the top 50 which surprises you I think surprised me anyway looking at yeah, the play looks like he cracks returns you know in his sleep but mm-hmm. yeah uh, maybe that's an area of his game he needs to improve next one Kvitova went out today to Sustea two and two yeah yep that's a howler really isn't it yeah stock continues to go down on Kvitova really he's gone out mm. in the first three rounds in the last five majors she's played just couldn't put a ball in the court for a while yeah yeah, not much else to be said about that. I, mean, no, I wasn't, wasn't the, yeah, wasn't. I wasn't that surprised she went out. To be honest, so <laughs> I, I hope she does a bit better in the future. 
Goff v Chang Wong. I think it's just a classic example of putting so much pressure on a player that's done well at such a young age. You know, we're talking about Radicano mm-hmm. as well. Um, I just wish people would be more patient. You know, it's not as if like just because they've had success before, they're going to always have success. It doesn't work like that, especially in the women's game. It does not work like that at all. So, no. I think you've got to cut, cut, cut her some slack a wee bit. I mean, we know how competitive the women's game is at the moment. Okay, she's not performed at this tournament, but you know that's what it's been like at women's tennis. She could win the next one or win the next couple. The women's benchmark at the moment is Ash Barty at the same time, and even if Ash Barty gets beaten, she yeah. doesn't tend to beat herself. Yeah. Which so I, I I do think that you know people players beating themselves as badly as they do sometimes mm. does deserve a bit of criticism. Definitely. Yeah. Forehand, forehand completely went to pop. Like she couldn't put it in the court for a while. So yeah, okay, yeah, it probably is pressure, Gavin. You're, I think you're quite right about I think that. It probably is because, like, yeah. psychologically, especially with the state of women, you know, US tennis at the moment, she's pretty much flying the flag, isn't she? I know, like, that's men right. are doing pretty well, but for the women's, like, she's flying the flag. You know, yeah, it's, it's the next up and coming. Yeah, and that'd be yeah. difficult to for anyone to to deal with at a young age. So, um, yeah, I think I think okay, she had a she had a shocker, but um, it's not as if she's had a shocker for ages. You know, she's got some good results some bad results just, in, just yeah, yeah. in that consistency isn't it that's the key yeah Mats Volander said after the match <laughs> here we go uh, and I quote I think for Coco Goff it's time to it's time to start playing tennis I just thought you were going to do a Mats Volander impression no I'm not going to do <laughs> you did a howl of a nosy accent <laughs> I'll leave I'll leave it at that I think for the Volander quote yeah don't I, doesn't need any context it's just I'll just leave it at that uh, next one, quite interesting. Yeah. I wouldn't expect him to win necessarily, but just worth mentioning Kokonakis's loss to Hanfman. Yeah, I'm not surprised, being honest. Um, mm. I think when you play a tournament the week before, we saw it with Sinner last year, he won the Great Ocean Road Open, I think that's what it was called. Um, yeah. Mm-hmm. And he lost to Shapovalov first round. I think you're almost sacrificing a major if you win the tournament the week before, I think. Oh, I mean, okay. Shap- Shapo's a five-setter, to be fair, and obviously yeah, Shapo's Shapo. Yeah, but I think with Kokonakis in particular with his injury, um, issues that he's had, his body's maybe not as you know doesn't hold up as well. Uh, well, historically but, we know that that's true. Yeah, that's that's I wasn't wasn't too surprised. Okay, I didn't expect him to get thumped the way he did. He did get pretty comfortably beaten, but mm-hmm. yeah, being honest with you, with Kokonakis, I think it's just good that he's on the tour again and he's winning matches. He's got mm-hmm. his first title. I, I wouldn't be. T- I know it's his home major and it's probably contradictory, but I wouldn't be too concerned or disappointed because, like, you've just mm-hmm. won your first ATP Tour title. I'd, what I'd say is build yourself up at best of three level and then create expectations at best of five for me. Totally. Um, would... Scott Scott Barkley's take on it in Popcorn Tennis. I just read this today or yesterday even. I totally agree with this. and It's kind of touching on what you just said there, Gav. There's no opportunity to celebrate in tennis a lot of the time. Yeah. Yeah, Kokonakis had to get going immediately and he sees his loss at the Australian Open as heartbreaking when you know really yeah. it was just inevitable after winning his first rough title of his play year. On the Monday, the first day of the tournament after yeah. winning the tournament on Saturday. It, it made me think of Berrettini last year when he had to withdraw from the ATP finals. Mm-hmm. You know, really the the takeaway from his withdrawal from that tournament should have been you made the ATP finals, pat yourself on the back. Yep. Not I don't get to play in front of my home crowd sort of thing. But yeah. you know, that's that's just how it feels. Obviously that's mm-hmm. how it feels. But yeah, t- tennis is cutthroat, I think. It's Certainly is. Yeah. Right. Next category I'd like to talk about mm-hmm. most great. Yeah, there've been plenty today. Murray defeats Basil Ashville over five sets. Yeah. 
Uh, mm-hmm. I did see that match, and he, he moved remarkably well, didn't he? At some points, I mean, I know he might be getting a bit carried away, especially with my opinions on Murray and his stuff. I thought his movement was probably some of the best I've seen him since he came back. Mm-hmm. Same. I mean, really, really good side to side in particular. I mean, it's just like a throwback to the good old days, wasn't it? Yeah, it definitely sometimes was. It was. Okay, sometimes it wasn't, but, you know, you've got to give Baslash really credit. I mean, the guy hits a massive ball you know you've got to be a really good defensive player against him if you're going to be able to counteract his power which Murray is you know yeah you're definitely. Right. I think I read your tweet about you know criticizing the Baslash really smash which was a bit bizarre considering you think he made you said five before that but uh, he missed one overhead the whole yeah. match and you're not going to pick an overhead out of this guy when the lobs landed on the baseline like I don't yeah. I, mean, I, don't... I think Barry County's got a bit unrealistic expectations <laughs> there but um <laughs> No, I think with Baslash really, we always knew it was going to be a tough first round for Andy because you just don't know which Baslash really is going to turn up. It's either going to be the one that plays really well or the one that plays off. It was, it was the one that won eight points in the first set for a while. It was, it was, <laughs> it was. It seemed to be both versions of him. It was like Declan Hyde in the same match, wasn't it? Yeah, but we'll keep we'll keep it we'll keep it on Andy definitely. I I just thought yeah, he dug in. He was fifteen thirty down, four all in the final set. Yep. Delivers a perfect serve. A few points on the bounce after that. Mm. I'm sure there was a bit of slicery going on as well. Was, Just some was. brilliant tactics to to dig him out of that uh, mm-hmm. small hole, and uh, yeah, just brilliant to see him come through because it's not a yeah. given anymore. Uh, he improves to twenty six, thirteen, and fifth sets now. Two for every three played. Absolutely oh, brilliant record. Bazalash Philly, by the way, mm-hmm. had only lost one of the seven he played. Yeah, in the first yeah, set. No, I was a bit concerned watching that this morning when they came out with that start. I'm like, oh no, but you know, fair play, Andy, brilliant win, and onwards and upwards, I'd say. Definitely. I think, but for the grit category, you can't mention grit without mentioning John Millman. I know Feliciano Lopez okay. is at his best, but John Millman is the definition of grit. If you look up grit in the dictionary, it's literally a picture of John Millman. He was like the guy, fantastic to watch, and he hadn't been in the best of form last year. He said after his defeat to Jack Sock and Indian Wells, he was you know he didn't know how much longer he'd play the game, and then he comes out with a very good win against Feliciano Lopez. And you've got to remember, Lopez has got one of the biggest first serves in the game still. You know, that's he's got more firepower than Millman, and Millman was able to counteract that really well. Really good four sets win there. And um yeah, I just like Millman. I just like seeing him play well. Uh, he's played well at the Australian Open in the past, he's played well at the US Open in the past. And um last year, I think that's probably the first time I've seen him really unhappy. He did not look happy at all. I don't know if you remember. Yeah, yeah, no, Washington I, I he got battered, didn't he, in the quarters, I think. And he, after that, Indian Wells he looked miserable. He spent um, a lot of time away from Australia. I was saying yeah. it wasn't easy for him to get back home. I remember seeing that, I thought that was a really good win for him, especially for the fact he was probably lacking in confidence going in. So, talk about the grit of Karatsev and his one hundred and seven uh, unforced errors against Sean Munar. Five short of the record, which is shared by Davidenko and I think Kafelnikov. And that, I think Kafelnikov hit one hundred and twelve at Roland Garros in two thousand, and three years later Davidenko hit one hundred and twelve at Roland Garros. Oh, good start! I didn't see that. Yeah. Nice. I was, I was, it sounds really bad, but I was kind of refreshing the scores, watching it, you know, all the stats and thinking, come on, get to 100. I know, so, so I was hoping he'd get over 100 just to eclipse <laughs> uh, Djokovic against Simon yeah. at 2016. But yeah, yeah. yeah. The first set, he turned up, didn't he? In the big moments, even when he was mm-hmm. not, I mean, it was like 80 winners and 100 odd unforced errors. So he was like still going for it despite the fact he was missing, which I quite liked. You know, he, he wasn't passive, he didn't go into shell, he just thought, right, stuff it. I'm just going to either whack the ball in or whack the ball out. Which was, That's correct. It was C ball mm-hmm. hit ball for a while it's quite good to watch especially in the professional tour when you don't really associate it with sea ball hit ball you think a bit more tactically than that but um no it was great great to watch it was shout, uh, shout out to Minar as well he, he played his part in that match although he did mm-hmm. love love a Mona uh, Jean Mona Mona mm-hmm. yeah Mona yeah. 
Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, one thing about Moner's Munar Munar's serve very quickly. He once called his serve his favourite shot. The guy did top it at 134 miles an hour against Karatsev, so he's obviously got a massive delivery, but placement is relatively Poor. terrible, I would say. It's pretty similar to akin to, to Sinner uh, the last year, about last a year ago year, today. Yeah. Very similar, sort of, you know, talking about over 30% to the body, which is, is pretty poor for a, a... Well, I mean, he's, he's his ranking reflects that, to be honest, because I think he plays like a top... 40 player from the baseline, but he's ranked about 70-odd in the world. Final one very quickly, Ogunali, Asim V, Rusevori. Yep. I, I was looking forward to that because I thought it would be a good match. It delivered. Um, and good, good for Felix to come back from two sets to one down. Um, I think it shows you that he probably does have a wee bit more mental toughness now, a wee bit more belief in himself. And mm-hmm. um, Yeah, I mean, I think that was really good character. Again, I like Felix because he doesn't have the moaning attitude in the court. You know, he's always, you know, if he it gets doesn't on play with well, it. he doesn't play well. You know, he doesn't really show too much, doesn't get too annoyed by anyone. He just gets his head down focuses on trying to play better and, and he did you know I think that that was really impressive at his age definitely yeah, yeah. Rusevori as well um, mm. yeah biggest shot in the court today was the forehand of Rusevori absolutely yeah. mental that shot <laughs> I won him so many points Ogunali seemed was struggling on his serve took advantage of it he ended up winning 11 more points than Felix but mm. Ogunali seemed came through I think very very it's the, the, the most points he has lost indifference that uh, he has yeah. come through in a five set match so it's, over best of five sets he, he's never lost as many points still won mm-hmm. so very very impressive from Felix Aliasim you keep saying it, it's going to be a good year for him pretty sure yeah. definitely right next category mm-hmm. potential in lower ranked opponents mm-hmm. the first one I was going to talk about was Keyes defeating Kennan yeah, people say, but some people have seen that was an upset. I wasn't too surprised. No, Ken, same, same. Ken's barely played, and you know Keys was playing well going into this event and um, showed it. So great straight sets win, two close sets, but I mean again, straight sets win, and I think she is a dark horse for this title. Yeah, it's actually surprised how well Ken played. Thought she played better than I was expecting mm-hmm. her to. Yeah, but, but Keys serving. Oh my god, sixteen Bobby. aces. <laughs> yeah, sixteen fun. aces like against Kenan. Sixteen wouldn't have ever hit anyway. But. Yeah, it's likewise. It was bloody mad. I thought that was crazy. Kenan will now crash to like ninety odd in the world. Finally, I think she had like two thousand points propping her up at number twelve in the world or whatever yeah, it was from Australia two years ago. Yeah. Mm. It's mad. Mm-hmm. Anyway, yeah, Keys definitely keep an eye out for her. Unseeded but very dangerous. Taro Daniel defeating Marcelo Thomas Barrios Vera. Jesus, these bloody what Spanish Chilean names, no. man. Yeah, yeah. No. Taro Daniel, I wanted to touch on him because he will not be a walk in the park for Andy, I expect. He's gotten a lot better over the last few months. He has got a really, really big serve now. At six foot three, he'd always had the potential to have a big serve, but he never really worked. I don't know, he obviously must have worked on it, but he must have done something, got the right coach or something, I don't know. But just for an example against his third round qualifying opponent he aced him 25 percent of the time which is the most of his career yeah he he loves a bomb down the tee he absolutely loves it you were talking like over 120 miles an hour on average down the tee Mm -hmm. easy he didn't used to possess that weapon whether or not that will totally affect andy you know andy will have done his homework he'll be well prepared for that shot Mm -hmm. i don't think i'm going to need to tweet him and tell him 
maybe, maybe we'll see. No, I think you know Murray's got a great return of serve, so it'll be good to see how Daniel's big first serve comes up against the Murray return. That but that, that's part point. of it as well, I think. Gav, like Andy does his his homework. Like he he, he knows he knows every he player's favorite serve. Yeah, sure. yeah, exactly. Yeah, yeah. So I I think he he, he can anticipate where. Daniel will go on big shots, definitely. Yeah. I, I think it's a danger. I just want to pe- make people aware of it. It's not going to be a walk in the park, but yeah. hopefully it should be fine. Yeah. Yeah. Last one very quickly, Naomi Osaka beat Camilla Osorio-Serrano, mm-hmm. but Osorio-Serrano showed a lot of promise coming back from 5-love down to clock back to 5-3, 15-40, very mm-hmm. close to making that first set very dangerous for Osaka. Mm-hmm. She loves to fight. Fist pumps after a point, a player that is up for digging in, up for doing things the hard way. One thing, though, I've noticed about her defence, this is stuff she can prove. So basically, mm-hmm. I'm saying she's got the ground strokes to, to, to be a very, very accomplished player. Yep. But on defence, likes to block back the forehand, really wish she was better at attacking that because that could be much, you know, that that could make a big impact against somebody like Osaka who's going to keep you on the run basically the whole time. Mm-hmm. But the serve, oh man, the serve. I did a little bit of a stat check afterwards. By far, or she is, in fact, she was the worst on serve in terms of hold rate last year in the top 50, 57.6%. Second last was 59.7%, so over 2% from the 49th worst player yeah, in the top 50. Yeah, it's difficult to move up the rankings if you only hold your serve that percentage of your time, isn't it? Yeah, yeah. But she won titles. I mean... Mm. Like she's she's really she's also got the eighth worst double fault rate by the way. Like despite not having anything on the second serve, yeah. The reason I think here's my very quick analysis on it: she slices a huge percentage of her serves. Doesn't possess a decent flat serve, as she doesn't appear to even have a kick serve. She doesn't, yeah. well, I don't know. Doesn't use it if she does have it. Massive problem against somebody like Naomi Osaka, who's just going to tee off on everything she can deal with that sort of side bend in her sleep. Mm-hmm. You can't really push her back, you know behind the, the, the baseline with a kick serve as well I guess any sort of spin so the slice serve would be accentuated on clay which is why our percentage has got up a little but would be good mm-hmm. to possess a decent kick serve for both surfaces too absolutely definitely if she makes those improvements top 20 crystal ball yeah but that's a that's a big if so big if you know yeah, yeah. some players just aren't as good at some facets of the game as others so it's unlikely mm-hmm. to happen Biggest saves of the day or of the last couple of days? Yeah. First one, Arena Sablenka defeating Storm Sanders. Do you see yeah. that? Yeah, I saw bits of it, yeah. So I do have in the back of my head, I don't know, it does happen sometimes in the first round that one of the big seeds, I think when a qualifier gets to that position of setting a break up and it sort of gets to maybe the 4-2 stage or the 3-1 stage, I yeah. do think they do get a wee bit tight, don't they? And you see the finishing line and... Um... I, I, exactly what happened, yeah. She had game points to move ahead 4-1 in the second set. Sablenka kept the head, basically able to, to stay steady, which was surprising. Didn't yeah. let emotion take the best of her. And I think two more games for Storm Sanders after that game. Yeah. So, yeah. And only 12 double faults for Sabalenka, Gav. Yeah, I mean that, that's my sort of average per service game. Sure. <laughs> it's not, so, it's not. Well, exactly, it's not bad. You've you've set the bar high. I've set Gav, the bar high, so, and um, yeah. yeah, nobody's beaten that. I don't think. Yeah, well, we'll see. Yeah. Sabalenka might be able to beat you in the next one. We'll see. Next one, Rebekina defeating our countrywoman Zarina Dias. Mm-hmm. One of my favorite tournament faves, obviously. Rebekina was very keen on her at the start of the tournament, but mm-hmm. she faced a match point against Dias. Second serve, forehand approach with a high backhand drive volley, not the easiest shot to pull off. So yeah. scary, yeah. scary stuff watching it. Looked a bit injured though, so I'm not really sure what the tournament's going to hold for her now. 
Mm-hmm. Last one, Zidansek defeating Arantxa Rus. Is that how you pronounce it? Arantxa Rus? I don't know. Yeah. Arantxa. He's got that. You to do the pronunciation, I think. She led 5-4, 40 love in the final set. Then the wheel came, wheels came off, double faulted fought in her first match point. The second two went after a few like sort of 13 shot rallies. Broken back, but kept heading in the match tiebreak, recovering from 6-3 down and 7-8 down to take the super tiebreak 10-8. She'll now play Heather Watson, who defeated Maya Sharif. Yes, good win for Heather Watson as well. I mean, mm-hmm. she had a few painful defeats at majors recently and... Um... No, good to see her get the job done. Much, much needed win. Much needed, yeah. yeah that's exactly. The yeah, case. I agree. Much needed win. Much definitely. Needed. I'm not sure she'll do again. Uh, just very quickly, I'm not sure she'll do against Sedansek. To be honest, massive forehand hand from Sedansek. Not the kind of player I would expect Watson to be able to beat. Yeah, no, yeah, you're right. Won. But I think she, knew, she badly needed a win at a major. Badly. Yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah. Looking ahead for the next few days, mm-hmm. massive opportunity for the sixteenth next to Sabalenka. So. We're talking Madison Ingles versus Haley Baptiste. Ingles defeated the uh, defeated Leila Fernandez. She's an yeah, Aussie wild card. Yeah. And then there's also Buskova v Kanepi. Kanepi defeating Kerber. So mm. very good chance for any of those players to get to a fourth round, potentially against Sabalenka, who obviously you know might not even get there. So yeah. yeah, we'll see. Uh, definitely worth paying attention to that part of the draw. And those doing uh, Marin Cilic watch just can't resist getting us in. A great first round win from. Big, big, great first round win for the big man against uh, Emilio Gomez. It was an early breakdown in the first set. The forehand was spraying all over the place, but he magically got it back. And uh, classic, classic. It's, it's Marin Chilich's world. We're just living in it. Uh, that's the. <laughs> Love it. And Dumanor very quickly. Yep, Dumanor. I don't know how much you saw of that, but uh, a bizarre match from Musetti. It was an early breakup in the first set. Musetti came back and won, I think, five games in a row to win it. Second set. Uh, Bassetti just completely fell apart after, after that. Just completely fell apart. It was like he's three been prone love, to that. He has been prone to that. Three. Yeah. Um. I know he's taken a few pelters from uh, Simon Reed in the commentary box. He was not impressed at all. But uh, he's just, a bit harsh. But he yeah, does improve it mentally. I think he's been like that for a while. Yeah. Just so. strange because um, you know, he he came back from a really difficult position in the first set. It was an early breakdown. The crowd were all behind Dimanu. He came, comes back to take that first set. You just expect him to kick on from there. He didn't. Didn't at all. Dimanu, though, good yep. chance after Root has withdrawn with an ankle injury yeah. to progress to the fourth round. It would be my Shaq in the second round and potentially Andohar or Malchan. So all winnable, 100%. Yeah. You know, he should be the favourite for each one. Absolutely, with a crowd behind him as well. Yeah, My Shaq not given, by the way. But Yeah. Should be an interesting we'll match, that one, but yeah. you still expect him to come through. Yeah, definitely. Finally, I'll just very quickly go over the matches to watch. Wednesday, we have got Bentic and Asambova, Sakari Kinwing Zeng, Azarenka Teichman, catching of Bonsai and Korda Muti. And then Thursday, Memphis Kyrgios. That would be fantastic. That would be fantastic. session and you don't shove it in John Kane. You know, but that's what there is. It will be. It should be Rod Laver. Yeah, I don't. Night se- second seed versus the, the sort of most controversial Aussie they've got. I mean, no way. That's not going to be on Rod Laver. TFO Fritz, Murray Daniel, Kontavit Towson, and Pavlichenko with Stoser. Stoser obviously could be playing our last match ever. So, yeah. worth watching. Yeah, definitely. We will be back soon. I'm, I'll keep everybody up to date on you know how many podcasts we're going to do or whatever on Twitter. Yeah, one after 
whenever, yeah. Just we'll see. Yeah, we'll see. We'll see exactly. Thanks very much for listening, guys. Hope you enjoyed the update. If you want to catch any of Gav's work, go to Last Word on Tennis. He's definitely doing a few predictions. I will be. I'm doing, semif- I'm doing a big piece in the semis, but I'm sure I'll be uh, doing stuff before that as well. Yep. And if you want to catch any of my work, go to jackedward.substack.com. Give us a follow on Twitter. Thanks very much for listening. We'll catch you next time. Thank you. Cheers. Cheers.